peace. We long for it, look for it, try to make it happen, and hate when it feels out of reach. And it's especially hard when it feels like we're all alone in our anxious thoughts with no defense and no end in sight. Ever been there? I'm Ruth Jo Simons, and this is the Grace Lace Podcast. Today, my co-host Eve Stipes and I are sitting down to remind each other, and hopefully you too, that God gives us peace when we're burdened with anxiety. So let's get started. Well, this is a topic for the ages today, because it's something that I think is so common and something we wrestle all the time and just feels hard. So I'm excited that we get to dig in. I think we wanted to start with just a little bit of a disclaimer on the front end, because we're talking about anxiety today, and we want to start by saying we're not experts. We're sharing our stories and recognizing that the topic has a lot of nuance and can be really complicated. So if you are listening today and you find yourself really wrestling with anxious thoughts and or depression, we'd encourage you to share your struggle with a trusted friend, pastor, or counselor for really specific help. And that being said, in the meantime, we are going to talk about it today. Like, how are we anchoring ourselves to truth when we wrestle with anxious thoughts? So I'll start by asking the question instead of going first. Um, (laughs) Ruth, how would you describe maybe your experience with anxiety or anxious thoughts? Maybe what do they most center on? Like what causes yeah. anxiety in your heart? You know, I'll answer too. Yeah. Well, anxious thoughts I think are, are persistent in my life. I think mm. the very reason why I even care about this topic, preaching truth to yourself is because I've wrestled so much with waves of anxious thoughts, waves of anxiety. Um, I think what you and I were saying at the start of this is that we're not trying to clinically talk about what anxiety and depression is like, but maybe the the, the persistent nature of life where, wow, we just battle waves of like, oh yeah. no, worry and burdens and, and feeling just weighed down. I think we included anxious thoughts in this season about burdens because that's what it feels like. Yeah. I think anxious thoughts and being up in the middle of the night with anxious thoughts feels like a weight. You mean you mm-hmm. just feel weighted down heavy. and you feel like you're carrying all this heavy heaviness on your shoulders. And that's truly not what the Lord intended for us. But this side of heaven in our sinful state, um, as we are being sanctified, our minds have to be perpetually brought back to realignment with the truth of what God offers us, the freedom yeah. and the 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 lightness and the relief mm-hmm. and the hope and the assurance that Jesus offers us, I won't naturally default to that. I won't naturally suddenly feel like, oh, I don't have any burdens. I have no anxious <laughs> thoughts. I'm not right. really sure if anybody feels that way. Um, yeah. I shared with our team, as you know, because you're on our team, that um, <laughs> it was right after the new year um, that I um, really ended 2023 with with heavier and weightier um, thoughts and feeling mm. more anxiety than I thought I would. And I, I really didn't yeah. expect to feel that way. I think sometimes it comes on the other end of hustling hard for a season. Um, yeah. I had completed a several deadlines and I had done several big public things that I needed to wrap up and book mm-hmm. launches and lots of work. But I think it was more than that. I think it's that I had spiraled and gotten myself in a place where um, everything felt hopeless and overwhelming. And I felt isolated in my thoughts. And, you know, one of the things I shared at that team meeting was that, um, 
it's such a connection. Our anxious thoughts are so connected to what we think about the Lord and what we mm-hmm. really believe about his place in our lives. And I even shared out of first Peter that day, because there was this really, um, and maybe you can pull that up, even share that, but yeah. I was even thinking through the fact that, um, in all the, in all the anxiety passages, on all the anxious thoughts passages, the Philippians four passage, the first Peter, um, passage, the, uh, Matthew six, whenever we're talking about like casting your worries on him, um, you know, not being anxious every single time. It's this picture of, because God will do what he does best. God cares for you. God will exalt you at the proper time as um, Peter writes. But it's always this connection of like laying out, laying down your own need to control. I'm referring to first Peter five. You've got that, right? Yep. I've got it right here. Um, I'm going to start in verse six, it says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Go ahead and while you've got it, read um, Philippians chapter four, six and seven as well. Since these two really go together. together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, if you have not jotted those two verses, those two passages, and so many others, but if you haven't (laughs) jotted those down and kept them handy and close or right on your phone or Mm -hmm. on a sticky note on your mirror, I'd so encourage you to do so. Because when I look at those passages side by side, one written by Paul, one written by Peter, but you recognize that there is this call to submit and humble yourself, which is the opposite yeah. of, and this is not us saying, oh, anxiety is because you're beating your chest with pride and, and you're right. boasting or you're or too proud to have help. It's not that. It's that somewhere inside there is a sense of, it's it's a lack of humility only in the sense that we think it's up to us and we think mm. that- I can't, you know, I've got to trust myself. I've got to take care of myself. So that's why I can't sleep. I have to think, I have to think about this. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I love that first Peter passage because the reminder is that God takes care of when he, when he blesses, when he takes away, if you humble yourself, if you, um, submit yourself to him, that you can just lay everything at his feet Hmm. and cast your anxieties on him, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And I love that connection, that reminder that it's not just because God will take care of everything. Is it God already is care himself? Yeah, Jesus is the embodiment of ultimate care. So if you cast all your anxieties before him or in Philippians, if you um, in everything lay it at the foot of the cross through prayer, and thanksgiving and just telling Jesus, this is what I need. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm so burdened by this, but you can have all of it. That in his care for us, he will guard our hearts and our minds um, with the peace of God. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You touched on it a little bit, even in the introduction. But I think, again, here that part of what makes it feel so burdensome is that it feels like we're alone, right? Yeah. That's the lie. 
Like I am the only one to figure this out and I'm the only one worrying about this. And if I don't worry, nobody else will. And it feels really isolating. When I think about the things that cause the most anxiety, maybe not for me personally, but I just think about, especially this year, I think heading into an election and how world events and elections and politics, like that causes me a lot of anxious yeah, you already thoughts. start feeling like your shoulders yeah. tense up just thinking about it. Like here, like embrace myself, here it comes mm-hmm. and what's the right answer and how do we fix this and who do we vote for and all of those questions. And I think the reminder that that God is near, right? I'm not the one who's going to carry all of those. I can't carry the weight of any of those questions. I certainly can't fix or answer any of those questions. Um, And so understanding that if I will bring myself to the Lord, he really will give me peace, but it requires that step, right? I have to bring myself to the Lord. I have to humble myself. I have to turn to him in prayer. You know, even if we look at this Philippians passage, it does. It talks about he will give the peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That's the kind I would like to sign up for. Please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Will guard us from future worry, from more Mm -hmm. isolation, from all of those things, our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so much of the anxiety we feel happens or, or originates at least in our minds. Friends, I'm genuinely excited to tell you about Everyday Heirloom, our sponsor for this season of the podcast. Everyday Heirloom is a fine art jewelry band that exists to adore the beloved, creating tangible reminders of God's faithfulness for women, serving them with the inherent truth and beauty of the gospel through wearable art. I personally own several pieces, friends, and um, some of my favorites are the Seraphim and the Becoming Necklace. And you can imagine, the Becoming is a butterfly and represents so much for me. You see, every design is handcrafted by husband and wife artists nestled in the Colorado foothills on the other side of where we are here in Colorado, using precious and semi-precious metals and stones and a reverent approach to craft Every element within the Everyday Heirloom Collection is an experience in the process of making and wearing. The wearable art collection is available at everydayheirloomco.com and they've been so generous to offer us the code RUTH25 for $25 off your order. So follow the brand on Instagram, that's Everyday Heirloom Co. for insights and inspiration behind the designs for everyday life. Or visit adornthebeloved.com to find out more about their mission, blog, gift guide, and more. You know, I think it's a good time. Maybe we could have done this right at the start, but it's a good time to remember what the peace of God is because Mm -hmm. peace is the lack of conflict or the lack lack of distance or division or um, there's no tension anymore. And it's not that the world will see utter peace and that we won't have conflict in our homes or that we won't struggle with tension when we think about um, decisions that we're trying to make. It's that the peace of God, which is reconciliation in Christ, Mm. knowing that nothing, nothing in this world, no election, no hardship, no global pandemic, nothing can Mm. take away what is mine in Christ, that eternal hope and the eternal yeah. peace and the and the being unified and brought 
near by the blood of Christ to be a child of God. That is the peace of God. The peace of God makes it possible for me to not have conflict in my heart and in my Mm -hmm. mind as regards to where I stand in my purpose and in my like being. And so that ultimate, I mean, that, I know that sounds real deep and, and maybe even a little heavy, but the point is there is an underlying question that the ultimate thing we need peace in is, does this matter? And who am I? And is all this hard stuff I'm going through, is this, is this just wasted? And the peace of God reminds us that every single thing that would um, rob us of utter purpose and belonging with God, he's already overcome all that could rob that. He overcame the conflict. And so we can have ultimate peace. We can have ultimate rest. Mm. And so the world can fall apart around us and we can participate. And it it will. (laughs) And it will. Um, We can go through financial trouble. Our kids could go through a hard time. We could receive a diagnosis that we really don't want to receive Mm. with somebody we really love. Um, We can go through any of these things. And peace, while it might have to be fought for Mm. um, in our own hearts to like tap into it and receive (laughs) it, it's already been won for us and nothing can take that away. And so I think when the lie is, I'm all alone, I feel super, super anxious I think the lie there and the enemy is so good at isolating us Mm -hmm. is to cause us to think we're the only ones to experience this. And if we don't somehow fix this part of our lives, we'll never have peace. And the gospel is if you draw near, then Mm -hmm. every kind of ultimate peace you've ever longed for is found in Jesus. And you won't need to depend on all your circumstances for that ever again. Yeah, it's that idea of the shalom peace, right? Mm -hmm. It's not so much the absence of conflict or tension. It's the presence of God, understanding and and turning to. It's the positive. It's like not just getting you back to neutral. You know, the peace of God isn't just back to zero. When I've been at negative 72 with my thoughts, the peace of God takes me into like plus 100 (laughs) because he's near and I'm there and he's with me. Well, I think that's why, you know, right after that Philippians 4 passage, the do not be anxious for anything passage, Philippians 4, 8 begins the whatever passage, the mm, whatever yeah. is lovely, whatever is true, whatever is praiseworthy. Yeah. Think about these things because that's why we have the season. We're talking about preaching truth to ourselves because yeah. you have to combat all those negative 72 thoughts <laughs> yeah. and input and get yourself by the grace of God to a Mm -hmm. net positive when you're going, oh, I am literally inputting all these praiseworthy thoughts about what it's true about Jesus, what is true about my peace, what is true about what God's done. And when I replace those thoughts with the true ones and I preach to myself, then you're right. It is exactly true. We're not just coming back to neutral, but that we are actually Mm -hmm. now operating in peace, in rest, within the framework of whatever is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So each episode we've been trying to make this real practical and 
actually say out loud, like, what does it mean to preach this truth to ourselves? And so there's kind of a three-part framework that we've been using um, to how to preach truth to ourselves. And so it starts with identifying the care or naming what's burdening you, then telling your soul what to do, remember who God is and what he's done, and then embracing the gospel hope by articulating how those truths apply to your burden. So Ruth, you want to give it a shot? Okay, let me take a stab at this. So recently we had dinner with our younger two boys. They're tweens these days. Um, They're Uh, not quite teenagers yet, but starting to hit that season. And um, one of them was sharing about how an interaction with a friend um, really hurt them. And mm. there were words spoken and even some, you know, making fun of his half Asian-ness. And I mean, I got to tell you, Mm. I was like, what? That still (laughs) happens? What in the world? Um, And I just, my mama bearness came out. I felt burdened. I started worrying. I started feeling immediately like, Mm. what's going to happen? How is he not going to be affected forever and (laughs) hurt forever? Not that we, you know, obviously we talked to him. Obviously we parented that situation. But for me and my heart and my burdens, mm-hmm. I, I could have spiraled and started thinking, oh my goodness, all the things, all the trauma, all the, yeah. um, but instead I, for example, I really did start thinking about that first Peter passage. I've been applying it over and over again to <laughs> areas, different areas of my life, but cast your cares on him because he mm-hmm. cares for you. When I embrace that and think about that, I realize, oh, Jesus cares for my son more than he yeah. even cares, for, more than I even care for him. And so yeah. I can tell my soul to cast that care, that burden and that fear. It's not that we're not going to do anything about it. Not that we're not going to monitor the situation or, um, or help our child. It's that I'm going to take that worry and anxiety and that fear, and I'm going to lay it at his feet and say, Jesus, I know you care for me. I know you care for my son. Yeah. And so I'm going to cast as in like, take this whole thing and throw, <laughs> throw it, it down at you rather than carrying it on my own shoulders and embrace the gospel hope that I don't need to worry that mm. our circumstances and all the things are the number one thing that will shape my child. That in Jesus, yeah. that I can trust that God is kind and good and faithful and mm. will use all these things, even the hard circumstances, even the hard, hard yeah. situations to help shape us and draw us near to him. So that gospel hope actually relieved my burden to remember that I am not singularly responsible for protecting my child from all things because I don't. God is so, God is caring for him all the time. Mm. And I don't have control over everything that my children go through. Yeah, that is such a helpful reminder for probably most of the mamas that might be listening today because I think that's a that's a common anxiety or a, a source of anxiety like oh am I messing this up are we doing it wrong how is our yeah. how are our kids being affected so that is helpful. I want to just take a minute to pray for those that are listening, for you and I, just that we would really embrace this truth. So, Father, thank you for the sweetness of your word that tells us that you will give peace that surpasses all understanding when we come to you. Thank you for the promise that 
we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. Lord, thank you for the reminders, even in this conversation, that we're not alone, that we can't fix things, but we don't have to, that that's not what you've called us to do. Lord, I lift up um, a sister who might be listening today who just really feels the burden and weight of anxiety over whatever it may be, Lord, finances, the world, relationships, a job, any of those pieces that just cause anxiety to rise in her heart. Lord, would you use even this conversation, but more specifically your word and the truth of your word to lighten her load, that she would really feel um, the reality that when we walk with you, your yoke is easy. Lord, would you help her to break um, the mental cycling and spiraling that keeps her in anxiety? Lord, would you help her to think through what it says in Philippians 4, that we would think on things that are true and lovely and pure and good and commendable and praiseworthy, that those would be the things that fill her mind. Lord, today, um, would you just be near? Would you help lift that burden of anxiety? And Lord, for the, the person who might be listening who it's deeper than that, like it's just really intense and really difficult, would you give her courage to share with a friend or a pastor or a counselor to take a step and say, I need help to shift how I'm thinking and to get inside my brain and do some rewiring? Um, you are able to do that. There's no situation too hopeless or too hard that your peace won't meet her in. And so, Lord, would you help us to remember that? Would you help us to lean into you and into your character? We're so grateful for this community of women, and um, I'm so grateful for Ruth and for our friendship and that we get to sit and talk about you and that it would encourage somebody else. So we thank you for this day and this opportunity. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are new to this season of the podcast, make sure you go back to the first few episodes and explore the archives. We are asking God to encourage you as you preach truth to your soul, and we want you to know that we are right there with you. We'd love for you to share today's episode with a friend or on social media. Please make sure you tag us on Instagram if you do.